All right, everybody, welcome to a new episode of the Fresh Jams podcast. I'm pretty sure this is episode, let's see, because I never have these done written down. Uh, we're on episode 54. So uh, today we'll be talking about Falcon the Winter Soldier, episode two, called A Star-Spangled Man with a Plan. So far, three episodes are out, and this is the best one. I've yeah. seen episode three. It was okay. It wasn't great, but it was okay. Yeah. All right, so anyway, I'm going to get right into it. So first we see John Walker is in, like, some football locker room with because uh, he's doing an interview of Good Morning America at his uh, high school called Custer Grove in Georgia. And so we see him being interviewed and all this. And so there's, like, a giant band performance and all this and it's obviously pointing back to the war propaganda performance that Captain America did in the Captain America, the first Avengers movie. And something that even points more to this is the fact that um, the song that they play in the war propaganda from Captain America, they use the same song here during this clip, but it jazzed up a bit. So remember, they said in the last episode, they need a new Captain America. And it's almost identical what they try to do. And they even try to make John Walker seem like he's better than Steve in a lot of instances. And so we actually find out that he's uh, he was in the military for a while and that he is gifted incredibly with speed, strength, and intelligence. Now, this makes me wonder, do we, do we think he has the super soldier serum yet? Or do we think he's going to get it by the end of the season? No, I don't, I don't think he has the super soldier serum yet because no one else has it. And also, kind of a spoiler for episode three, but the scientist who makes it, the current like super soldier serum that's on the loose, mm-hmm. it's unnoticeable. It doesn't make you super bulky. However, John Walker is super bulky. Yeah, all right. Uh, I, so I, I think he's just a very strong man. Yes, exactly. I think in episode five is when he'll get it. I think that's going to be the breaking point. Because this series... Making super powered. No, yeah. So I think what's going to happen is since this series is six episodes, and there was an article that came out where like episode five is going to be like the huge turning point slash breaking point of the season. So I think because in episode three he loses his shit because he can't find uh he can't find the freedom fighters, not freedom fighters, the uh, flag, flag smashers. smashers. And so like he, I think in episode five he's going to absolutely lose his shit. Because something's going to happen where he loses his shit, and he's going to go to the power broker, which is hinted at in this episode. And uh, he's going to get the super soldier serum from them, from that. And either one or two things is going to happen. Obviously, he's going to turn evil by the end of the series, and that he's going to stay evil. Or he's going to join like a team like either the West Coast Avengers or uh, the Thunderbolts. Who knows what's going to happen after this show with him. But I think like in episode five after he gets the super soldier serum, because when this show was being filmed, there was a s- spot of the show that was filmed where he actually, like, decapitates somebody. So I think that's going to be the major turning point right there, maybe. Are they even allowed to, like, show a bloody decapitation in a Marvel film? Well, I mean, in the first Captain America film, they showed somebody, like, being annihilated because he, like, flew through, like, a plane's propeller. I don't... Huh. Who knows? So, uh, next... I mean, usually, they just got, like, stabbed. Yeah, usually. Yeah, usually. There's a lot of random rules that they have right now in place. Like, you can't have somebody smoking a cigarette or cigar. Really? Yep. 
Last time anybody was smoking oh. anything was Nick Fury. Because why would we want to okay, end? So like, just like PG-13 movies, you can show someone smoking a cigarette. Yes, but Louie, you could you would make you would make little kids want to smoke cigarettes, apparently. I, I guess. I mean you're not really gaining or losing anything. It's like I'm not really sitting in a movie theater going, damn, I really <laughs> wish Captain America had lung cancer right now. Yeah, me too. I mean like those lung commercials are the best. Like the I can't tell if they're claymations or not. They're pretty nice. Like those, little, those little lungs in a great big world. It's just him getting annihilated because he smoked. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of the Mad uh, TV show. All right. So next we see that there's a scene because we see where Cup somehow Cap and – not Cap. We see Bucky and uh, Sam are talking about the big three, wizards, aliens, and androids. And it's like something that they talk about. And then we find out that Bucky actually read The Hobbit. But, I mean, that's – it came out when it came out originally. There was only a limited amount, so that means this guy, who was a assassin, was really looking forward to the Hobbit. So, and the real question is, what is what is Bucky's views on the uh, Peter Jackson like Hobbit slash Lord of the Rings films? Ah, uh, yes, that 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 is the true question, which will be answered. Is that going to be like the end credit scene at the end of a? The show, the Winter Soldier. Yeah, it's just like, it's just Bucky and Sam, and they're just binge watching Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. Yes, it is. It's gonna. They're gonna be arguing whether or not the Lord of the Rings trilogy or the Hobbit trilogy is better. I mean, in terms of movies, the Lord of the Rings is so much better. <laughs> I mean, I still don't get why um, the Hobbit needs a full-on trilogy. Like somebody explained. Well, it was only it. one book. Exactly. So why does it need a movie plus, trilogy? Originally, they only wanted to do two films, but because of money, they made a third one. Exactly, which is not is absolutely stupid. So we see that they're talking again, and so like they're going on a little thing because they're investigating the Flag Smashers. Because in the last episode, remember uh, Sam's friend Torres got like destroyed by a fucking Flag Smasher who probably did have the Super Soldier Serum. So um, they're talking about it, and right before Falcon jumps out of the plane. Uh, uh, Bucky goes, so what's your plan? Because I don't have a plan. So if you, like, so plan's like a big thing in this episode, like having a plan. So like, for example, the name of the episode is A Star-Spangled Man with a Plan. And if you know, like, Captain America always had a plan for whatever he was doing. Now, Walker's plan, in a sense, would technically be whatever the government wants for him. So like, it's the government's plan, technically, in a sense, which is his plan. And so that that's something that we see again, but like something that kind of references Cap again is uh is when Bucky jumps out of the helicopter right after Sam. He doesn't need a parachute. He says he's completely fine. And so this obviously references the point of the Winter Soldier, the beginning where Cap jumps out of the plane without a parachute either. But um, Cap successfully just dived into the ocean. Bucky like gave himself scoliosis by dropping onto the ground at like thirty feet. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I don't – even with the super soldier serum, that must have hurt. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So we see that Buck and, Bucky and Sam are checking on this Flag Smashers uh, base. And so we see that Bucky and Sam are talking, and uh, Falcon is actually making fun of him, making fun of the time that he was in uh, Wakanda. And he goes, what are you, the White Panther? 
and uh, Bucky actually corrects him. He's the White Wolf, which we saw at the end of the, I want to say the Black Panther movie as an end credit. It's time to wake up the White Wolf, which is actually another character in Marvel Comics, the White Wolf. I want to say it's T'Challa's uncle, maybe. I don't know. But uh, anyway, so the, so we see that there's two giant 18-wheelers that the uh, Flag Smashers has that has a ton of vaccines and a bunch of uh, like supplies and all that. So we see that Sam and Bucky go to fight them, but all, you know, the super soldiers are like, not super, the uh, Flag Smashers are highly overpowered. So they probably have the super soldiers here, which we find out they do in episode three. But uh, yeah, they get destroyed and uh, rip uh, Red Wing, Falcon's uh, bird, uh, you know, Carly Morgenthau just fucking destroyed it. But that did give Sam, that did help Sam because we find out that they actually hacked into his Red Wing and they're spying on him, which is probably why it wasn't working to its full extent in uh, episode one. Who knows? But uh, we see as they're being destroyed and ball smashed, uh, Captain America, the John Walker, and Battlestar, his friend, Lamar Hoskins, which is actually in the comics when he became Patriot. Well, so in the comics, John Walker, before he became U.S. agent and Captain America, he's actually named the pa the Patriot and his buddy, like how Bucky was his buddy, was a Battlestar, Lamar Hoskins. So we see that they come out of nowhere. They start fighting the super soldiers, the Flag Smashers, and they still get their ass whooped. But, I mean, we also see that uh, Cap is using a gun. Like Walker has a gun. I mean, we saw this in the first episode where it was like, Attached as his hip, like a part of the costume, but we actually see him use a firearm. And this is very I mean, different. Captain, Captain America did use a firearm in the first Avengers. Well, that was in, uh, yeah, that was during World War II. But there, there's a quote that Captain America said in World War II when he was talking to the doctor that gave him the super soldier serum. Doctor, let me look at his name really quickly. If I can find it. I think it's Escriv or something. Uh... Hold on. It's Dr. Eskrib, I'm telling you, but I don't know how to pronounce it. Let's see again. Uh, Dr. Erkenstein. Yeah, so he see, he basically, there's a scene where he's talking to him because he's being interviewed before the super soldier serum, and he's telling him, do you want to kill Nazis? And Because it's a test, and Cap says no. He goes, he doesn't like bullies. But he also says he doesn't like bullies. No, he says he doesn't like bullies at all. But we see that throughout Captain America's... Um, time that he stops using a gun like he uses it in world war ii like louis said but he doesn't use it any other time he also, like, he also uses it he also uses it in the first avengers movie he does when he's on the helicarrier yeah when he's on the helicarrier he uses an assault rifle for a brief period when someone else is trying to shoot at him like when him and tony when him and iron man are fixing the uh like spinny things on the helicarrier oh okay yeah to, that's he, right he uses, a, he uses an assault rifle at one point yeah so we we see in this show we see in the, the whole Infinity Saga that he kind of like fades out of the gun because he, he doesn't like violence. He he like we see that he likes to talk more talk things out more hey, than Josh, and fighting. Josh. Nope, you're got we're in uh, the podcast right now. Nope, you got muted. Okay. So uh we see that we see that there's a difference between him and Walker. Like I said, Walker is kind of uh being shown as the better Captain America right now. Kind of this is kind of resembling how, like, you have the book, The Odyssey and Odysseus, but then the Romans made the Aeneid, or Aeneas, and so they try to 
after this one thing happened, they try to up, make it better. So that's what we kind of see here. But uh, anyway, we see like Captain America, uh, John Walker is trying to uh, not be Cap. Oh, wait, no. Yeah. So again, making that reference to how he was being better than Cap is when they're like after the mission, uh, they jump off like uh, the 18 wheelers because they can't fight all the Flag Smashers. And so Walker calls up like a Jeep van. And so him and Battlestar and then they're trying to talk to Bucky and Sam. They're trying to get him in the car so they can talk to them. And they like they basically tell him, fuck you. So that's pretty nice. But uh, when they're talking and driving at the same time, because eventually they get in the car, Bucky doesn't like this guy at all. Because, I mean, Bucky was the closest to Captain America. He was his buddy. And so he doesn't like him at all. And so he trying to like kind of test him in a sense. He goes, well, did you jump on a nade? He goes, well, I actually jumped on three of them with a reinforced helmet. So that's kind of pointing at how he's better, how he wants to, how the government wants him to be shown as a better Captain America. So next we also eventually decide to get in the car and we hear about how there's the GRC, which is an agency that gives supplies and is trying to help people back on their feet as coming back from the blip. So we don't see much about it in this episode. We see a lot about it in the next episode. We're going to save, so I'm going to say like a lot of information about it for next episode when we break down episode three. But mo nine times out of 10, whenever a big agency like this pops up in any media, they're probably bad. So that's nice. Uh, and Cap Walker probably obviously works for them. So we see that Walker is not trying to replace Steve. Like he himself is not trying to replace him. But whether or not he realizes that the government's technically making him replace Steve because he says he just wants he uh, he wants to be all he can be, which is kind of close to the army slogan, which uh, is like "be the best you can be." I think I don't know, but uh, and he's he's telling Sam all this, and because he goes, he's trying to recruit Sam to help him, even though he has Battlestar, and he goes, but it doesn't work out because he's belittles Sam just to, as a Captain America sidekick or quote-unquote wingman pun for him being the Falcon. But, yeah, it doesn't really work out. They both get out of the car and say, fuck you. And so we see that uh, since we're talking about the super soldiers, uh, before they got in the car, they're, uh, since they're, lis they're listening and following them on Red Wing, that was when they were talking about the big three earlier in the episode. And so we see that they talk about the big three here because they're wondering why are they so strong at Falcon brings up the fact that they're probably super soldiers. And so we to get back on the idea of super soldiers now, uh, Bucky takes Sam to meet an old war buddy named Isaiah Bradley. So if you don't know who this is, uh, he's a character in Marvel Comics, obviously. But he was brought up around during the Young Avengers storyline, which is, again, they're trying to bring into Mar the MCU now. But uh, Isaiah Bradley is the grandfather to Elijah Bradley, who becomes Patriot in the comics. But... We're going to talk about Isaiah Bradley right now. So he, think about it because he was one of the only 300 black people in the, another super soldier program. And this guy was fucking huge as hell. And he basically wore uh, Captain America's – so this is the comic origin. He wore Captain America's costume and had the super soldier. But he didn't wear – he didn't use that shield. He used the same triangular-looking shape of a shield, but it was gray. It was his own shield. And – what the government said was that he was trying to impersonate Captain America, so they called it a war crime, and they threw him in jail after the war, after he did his time. And this is a little different than how it is in um, 
the MCU. We don't know why he got thrown in jail. All we know is that he got thrown in jail after World War II, so he was arrested. No, he was in. Yeah, he was arrested in Korea. Oh, he was. That yeah, he said sense. like he kicked he kicked Bucky's ass in like 1951 during the Korean War. Okay, that makes more sense then. So he's a super soldier. He wasn't in World War II compared to the comics, and so that's there's a difference. But he was still arrested. But he was also tested, and so he tell he tells Bucky that he was tested by his people. That's obviously pointing towards uh, Hydra. So we kind of saw their demise at the end of uh, like Phase Three. We don't really see them again. I highly doubt that they would reappear now. We might see like AIM bringing brought back up from like Iron Man 3. I can see that. Or like Roxxon, like being behind the GRC or something, like the new cap. Like maybe it's like Modoc or something behind this all. Or like if they do bring back a Hydra, there's a theory going around that like the power broker would be Arnim Zola. And that we'd actually get to see Arnim Zola in his robotic body, which I mean. I can see that. I can see them him bring, being the big bad of the whole season, but uh, this is not. I didn't really like the. Uh, uh, sp- speaking of like Isaiah Bradley, yes. Like looking, I I feel one if you like after reading the, uh, after like learning about him and who exactly he was, the scene was pretty cool. Yeah, it was. But I'm not, Yeah, but the the problem is, you're gonna have. That's assuming that you're like one of those people. Who learns about who learns about these characters or like goes on the wikis or something? For if you're someone who just like watched the series and didn't bother looking up anything about it, this seemed kind of felt a little lackluster because you wouldn't really know who this dude is. Yeah, you. It's wouldn't. like oh, it's, it's just super strong old dude who apparently like whooped Bucky fifty years ago. Why is he important? Because is he going to come back? Was this just some like hey, here's a comic book character? Anyway. Uh, so yeah, so I like that idea. So, I mean, obviously, they're bringing him in because they're going to set up Isaiah Bradley's story, who's the grandson who becomes Patriot. So in the uh, comics, Free Young Avengers, Patriot, again, is the, grand, is the grandson, but he doesn't have any powers of his own. So he takes the drug, Super Soldier, the Super Serum, Super Soldier Serum drug constantly, but they find out about it. And I think he starts being a hero for a one time. And so, like, there's a time where he's still Patriot, but he doesn't have any powers. And he gets himself like badly injured because of that. And then he has a blood transfusion with his grandfather, which gives him the powers permanently. So I think they might like set up his arc at the end of the series, maybe like with the power broker gaining something like something happens to where he gets like he gets the blood or something. I don't know. Something's probably going to happen with Elijah Bradley. But I think the reason that they brought him in because Louie was talking about why they brought Isaiah Bradley in is there's a lot of stuff that's probably going to happen to Sam in this show that like eventually makes him become Captain America. Because right now he's set on not, he doesn't want to be Captain America. And on episode three, he said on Captain America was a symbol and he wants to get rid of that symbol. That way it doesn't hurt him. Because in episode three, we see that he's with Zemo. But we're going to save more of that for episode three. But I think this interaction here, because Isaiah Bradley got pissed when they started talking about it and he told them to leave. And so they walk out of the house and they go into the street, and so Sam gets really pissed at Bucky, saying, how how come there was a black super soldier, and yet nobody knew about him ever? And I think that this show does really well with talking about race and sticking to the story like, really well, because in this next scene, I, th- I think Sam's going to pick up the idea of – because the show is ta- – like, when the show is being brought up during uh, 
the Disney uh, Investors Day, I was talking about how one of the big plots is going to be how being Captain America while also being African-American takes place. So I think they're going to talk about that and how Sam takes up the shield while also being African-American. So leading into all of that, we cut to a scene where Sam's arguing with Bucky and these two cops pull up and they go, uh, hey, what's what's going on? They're talking to Bucky. They go, is this guy disturbing you? And so and so they're about to arrest Sam himself. But then Sam kind of tells him, like, no, fuck off. No, nothing's going wrong. We're completely fine. And so Bucky says the exact same thing. And then they realize that Sam is an Avenger and they and they back off. So that makes you wonder if Sam was an Avenger, would they still have arrested him? I'm probably yes. But they also realize that Bucky's like right next to them. And they arrest Bucky because uh, he didn't go to his mandatory therapy thing, mandatory therapy sessions, which we saw in the first episode. Like, that, imagine being in court and the judge is like, "Listen, I'm gonna let you off, but you gotta get some fucking therapy, man. You are messed up." Like that's pr- that's pretty sad. Like, I, I'm just thinking like a Judge Judy like court scene here, and like Judge Judy's going. Right, I'm going to let you off of all your war crimes, killing multiple people, trying to kill people like every few centuries, being an assassin and all that. But you got to go to some therapy, buddy. You know, if you miss one, we're going to have to arrest you. So we see that uh, Bucky and Sam are talking with the therapist from the first episode and I guess like an inter- interrogation room. And so they're talking and we see that there's a feud between them. And we see why Sam doesn't want the shield anymore because he, he, like, again, he referenced in the first episode that he thinks it's too much of a. Sh- he thinks he's not up for it enough because Steve was kind of put on a pedestal, and Steve himself didn't even feel like because Steve never because th- there's a big difference between Steve as Captain America and John Walker as Captain America. John Walker thinks that being Captain America gives you privilege and that you can basically do whatever the hell you want. Steve saw it as. You need to fight to get to have that title of uh, Captain America, and he kept fighting for that, and that's what Sam thinks right I'm now. Sorry, but wait, wasn't the whole point of Civil War that Captain America can't do whatever the hell he wants? Well, that's because uh, Wanda blew up a building and killed like a whole like floor of people. So that yeah, but in that in that movie, Captain America's be like, you know what? Fuck the government. We do what we want, <laughs> and then the U.S. government went no. You do what we want. <laughs> yeah. This is not how this works. So, yeah, going back to uh, Cap think, Cap working to get to, like, use the mantle of Captain America. I think that's why Cap chose Sam is because he knew Sam had the same mindset as him. I mean, you could choose Sam or you could choose the same person that was an assassin for, like, 100 years. I mean, 70 years. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad he chose uh, uh, Sam. But uh, anyway... So they're talking, but we also see Bucky's side of it, where uh, Bucky goes, if a Cap trusted you to have the shield, then he was probably right. And he was probably right about how I can change, but if he wasn't right, that means then I can't change. So it's a mental thing for Sam. That's why, I mean, Bucky, it's a mental thing for Bucky, so that's why he wants Sam to take it up. And so we saw that there during the therapy session, but then we see Captain America John Walker comes out of nowhere. He goes, yeah, I need you to release, uh, I need you to release Bucky Barnes. And the cop goes, why? He goes, who said? He goes, I mean, look at me. I'm, I'm Captain America, man. And so that points again to how um, John Walker thinks he can do whatever the fuck he wants as Captain America. As, lo- as long as the government agrees, obviously. But uh, anyway, so we see that they get out of jail. They leave the therapy session. 
and they come out into the alley. And so John Walker tries to recruit both of them this time compared to just uh, Falcon. And they still say no. And so John Walker, we, we kind of see John Walker. He's not evil in this point, but we see like a darker. Dude, are, you, are, we, are we not going to mention the awkward ass therapy scene? Yeah, well, that's what we did mention. Where like it was the couples uh, part. Yeah, they got they got couples therapy. Where they're looking into each other's eyes. Yeah. Yeah, the, the therapist was like, "How can I make this as gay and as uncomfortable as possible for everyone involved?" I know how. Get your crotches really mean? close to each other. Yeah, like lock knees and then stare into each other's souls. Yeah, pretty nice. So uh, they're in the alley, and so they say no to Walker, and so uh, Walker kind of loses his shit, and so not really, but we see that he's like a lot more evil. Not evil. We see that he like kind of gets a dark side on him, which I, which I'm sure we'll see. Like I said in episode five, where he completely loses and turns evil for the end of the season. But like this is the first part where we kind of see him turn turn to the evil side because the beginning of the episode. He's just in the football locker room with his military uniform on. And I think it's either his girlfriend or his fiance or his wife that comes up to him. And she goes, no, you're going to be fine. Cause he's worried that he can't like work up to it. And eventually I guess throughout the season, he's going to get a huge ego and be addicted to doing whatever the hell he wants as captain America. And so in the first, in the beginning of this episode, you kind of feel sympathy for him. But by the end of the episode, you kind of hate him. And so we see that Bucky and Sam say, fuck you. And Cap goes, all right, then stay out of my way. Then if I ever see you again, you're going to be in my way. And I'm not going to stop myself from, like, I guess just, like, killing you, basically. So they see that. Mm -hmm. And then Cap and Bucky come to the conclusion of they got to go break out Zemo because they need help about the Super Soldier Serum. So that's where this episode ends. It was a pretty nice episode. Louis, what did we think? Yeah, I, th I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, it was I, did, I didn't just like, I didn't like, I didn't like it as much as the first episode or the next episode. But I think it was pretty good at setting up everything. Yes, it was. Kind of continuing the plot. I was, what was I going to say? I was going to say something. Oh, okay. So there's a theory that I came up with that if the government tries to hot, so either when uh, uh, Walker goes wrong, that their government's going to try to hide it. And so if they do hide it, I feel like Battlestar is going to come out to the Bucky and Falcon and say how he did he's done all these wrong things. And so it's kind of be like, cause in this scene at the end of the show, we see when he's, when uh, Walker kind of snaps at Bucky and Sam, we see off to the side that uh Battlestar kind of like gets afraid and we see the same thing in the next ep episode. So it's, it's, a, it's a working theory, but in your next few episodes, whoever's watching it, just pay attention to Battlestar and how he reacts against John Walker, even though they're best friends. Because it's very different than how Sam was always behind Walker. And I mean, Sam, how, how Sam was always behind Steve and did whatever he could. I feel like something's going to happen to split a rift between those two. So other than that, that's the end of this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, me breaking down Captain America, the first Avenger next. Because, you know, we're talking about a Captain America show, so why not? And we need to get this movie out of the way so we can finish phase one with Avengers next. All right, so thank you for having me and have a great day.